0: There we come blue and white and we're looking good You'll be in for a fight and we fight pretty good Getting goals is our job and we get goals good Looking good, we are Carlisle United Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunting Bugle The number one place to get your Carlisle fix in the podcast world I'm Lee Rudy And I'm Dan McLennan Make no mistake about Keith, we're in a f***ing relegation battle now Another miserable defeat and performance of blue season sees them in danger, slipping into the bottom two. We review the port of our loss and look ahead to what is a huge game against fellow strugglers Colchester United this weekend.
1: With
0: the so the a I, I thought I'd turn the air a bit blue early on. That's, I, 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 oh. I did think
1: you were going to peak a bit early and have a bit <laughs> left, but you just managed to bring it back nicely at the end.
0: Oh, that's, that's how I feel after that game midweek. Yeah. it was generally one of the most depressing c- cack. is oh, the word for it. Cack. I think you're being very polite there. I mean I'm gonna to have to go and bleep out that swear word that I've just put in, but oh. <laughs> just there was, there was there was very, very little positive to take out that game, wasn't there, Dan? I think it's fair to say we Yeah, was not good. Very little. There's a couple of bits that we'll cover in the match review yes. But... Yes, but there you go. Yeah. Um before we obviously move on to the match review bit, well just a couple of news bits. Um First up, do you want to do some quick loan updates, Dan? I think they, they all featured this weekend, didn't they, I think, in some way or another? Yeah, uh, the, the main one is probably
1: Taylor Charters. Yeah. You, you haven't actually put this in the script, no, have I haven't you? actually. It's Sorry, a big I'll gap, around. so I'm making this up <laughs> off. Uh, Taylor Charters has been on the bench for Gateshead, but he's been getting on. And uh, he actually scored midweek, yeah. uh, late goal. It was actually credited to Kedwin Scott on the score apps, mm. but uh, this was uh, Taylor Charters himself tweeted about it. And said yeah. it was great to score. Now the interesting thing is with charters, his loan is actually up this week officially.
0: And what area of the pitch so, are we looking a bit desperate at the moment? I think it's fair to say.
1: Midfield, maybe left side where he can play, you know, could be. Could be. That's know, a potential option. Isn't it? There's there's plenty worse options than recalling him because he he's ready to go, he's been playing football. Yeah. But well, the thing is now, though,
0: um, if he extends it another month as well, we can recall at any time at that point, then can't we? So that's a yes, good, I think good that's a
1: rule, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I think uh, did I see Josh? Uh, sorry, Lewis Bell started the game for Warrington, didn't he? I think he was subbed at half time. Yeah, half-time.
1: he came off at half time, and I don't think he featured in their game midweek. So I do wonder if he maybe got a very slight knock to come off mm. at half time.
0: Possibly, yeah. yeah. Josh Dixon on as a sub again. Workington winning again. They're absolutely yeah. And...
1: Workington are flying. The winning, he he can't just expect to walk in. No. So,
0: but he's coming. on, know, if he's, he's he, playing a part in games, doesn't he? By the yeah, if things.
1: he's getting you know twenty thirty minutes when they're two 0 up, it, it's just good for him to get to football again, isn't it? It's better than
0: being sat in the stands. And you know what? Yeah, extend, yeah. extend it another month. He's got another month under his belt as well. That's that's yeah, the
1: idea. I was reading. He's twenty-one. He just turned twenty-one this, yeah, length, or? Two this week. Yeah, this week. Yeah, so yeah. So you know, he, he needs games because. We, Absolutely. I don't want to sound harsh. We can't hang around forever. You no,
0: know. No, we, we certainly can't. We certainly can't. Uh, uh, Abraham's, I think, was a late sub for Grimsby in their game. Yeah, it? It just seems to. And Mampala, I think he was subbed off, I think, in, for Weymouth as well. So. Yeah. All getting yeah. games. So, uh, but let's move on to the important bit of uh, news here, Dan. We're yes. launching an appeal. Oh. We are launching an appeal, everyone. After the success of our appeal to find information on the whereabouts of a Mr Lucas Jensen in recent weeks, today we are launching a new appeal to help search for a a man who's been missing in action since mid-October.
1: That man? Indeed. it's the one and only David Holdsworth?
0: Yes. Wherefore art thou, David? Where the 53-year-old Londoner has gone missing. He was spotted skulking off just before the final whistle on, on Tuesday night. We've not heard a peep from him in the media. You might recognise him under the names of Teflon Dave and the Milk Trayman. Man. Where are you, David? We all want to hear from you. We're all desperately worried. It's time speak to come to forward. Us. Speak are, you, to us. are you still worried about the salt and pepper on your chips over relegation, which you've never done in your career but you have actually twice when you were playing for Watford? Please speak to us, David, if you get the chance. We'd, we'd all love to hear your views and... What's going on right now? Because it's your bloody fault, it's February really the 10th.
1: It's, it's February the 10th. It's 10 days since the window shut.
0: Where are you? Uh, i turn that music off now. Oh, right. yeah. <sighs> ridiculous. Let's get on to the match review then. That comes on quite nicely, doesn't aye, it? Um, Sod in. United 1, Port Vale 3, time to face facts. We are, I mean, I said it in the intro, we're in real danger of returning to the National League after 17 years since our last spell non-league and right now it's happening barely without a fight that's what's making it worse and as people will touch on a minute if we go down we're not coming back at the first attempt not a chance in hell it's uh, I mean we we were totally outclassed in midweek when I think it's fair to say by a I think what you'd say was a um, a very sort of wily solid workmanlike solid workmanlike wily
1: yeah Clever Port Vale and side, exactly exactly what everything you'd like us to be, basically. Yeah, I mean, you like, know, I mean, then they're, they're, they're not as good as Forest Green. Forest Green are the standout, team. yeah, yeah, but they, they did remind me a bit of uh Sutton, you know, they're, bit, just, yeah. they're organized, they're organized, they
0: know the roles, they do the job. They've got sprinklings of quality yeah. in there, though. You've got someone in Hussey who's got years of experience. I mean, he was taking the piss yeah. with his, his corner taking, the amount of time he was taking to take them. And that yeah. that was weak refereeing for me. A referee there should have, the first time after it said, just get on with it. You don't need to pull your socks up and have the ball between your legs for five minutes or whatever it was. Um, I mean, like the likes of Worrell, Wilson and Hussey, I mean, they they strolled through the game, didn't they? We struggled. Yeah. We struggled to do the basics at the time, which makes it even worse. It was you.
1: You wouldn't mind the trio of similar in our team, would you?
0: No, you certainly wouldn't. And um, I mean, we look like a side that's devoid of both quality and confidence. As uh, soon as goals, winning, you see, you see shoulders drop down, you? you see heads drop, and I think it's going to be a really long three months at the moment. I, 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 I'm genuinely very worried that we're, we're going to get to a point where we the. The plus
1: for me is we've got to play nearly all the teams around us.
0: Most of them away, in fairness.
1: And the problem is we've got
0: the good teams coming to Brent Park and we're not great as it is. And they're going to come all full of confidence, pushing for a promotion place. I mean, I'm a little bit terrified of Harry McCurdy coming up our kinside defence next weekend. Because he'll tear us apart. If he's on his game, he he will have a field day. And you know know how much he's going to love it as well. Which makes it even worse it, it wasn't
1: well, there's, there's, one, there's one answer to him you just bloody take the yellow
0: card after two minutes well you say that look at this game here no yellow cards for either side uh, that's frustrating if you're going down with a wimp like that I want to see some players putting some bloody tackles in get a book in if you have to rile the, play, the, the the team up there was nothing it was just weak and pathetic uh, quite frankly at times I'll, we'll talk about the goals Dan I mean it <laughs> couldn't have got off to a worse start could we? really it's probably fair to say.
1: There was still people well, where I sit, there was still people coming up and just taking the seat as they scored. That's how well, early it was.
0: A, a, a mutual friend of ours, Nick Brown, I saw him at half time and he was saying I literally had just come through the turnstile and saw Worrell hit the ball into the back of the thought, might as well turn around and <laughs> yeah. go back now. <laughs> this yeah. isn't gonna be a good evening. Uh yeah, it's basically one of the ones, doesn't it? I mean, Joe Riley he, he gave bait the way the ball quite cheaply, didn't he? Really it wasn't a good pass. I mean Wheeler wasn't really paying much attention either. But it, it's it's on Riley really the bad pass and then I mean to be fair it travels over to Warren on the right and, and, and Armour's just so slow to get out to him and and block and to, to be to be fair to
1: Armour I don't think he's expecting to be in that situation possibly he, he's not. not is he you know possibly not we were talking you know, about Armour you think he, he he's looking at the ball from Whelan to Riley and you think he's thinking well, that it's, it's not on my side you know just yeah keep
0: an eye on well we'll... we'll We'll talk about Armour's overall performance in a bit because it it wasn't great, I think it's fair to say. Um, It did actually take a deflection. I was right behind the line of the ball when he hit it and it does clip off someone and go, into the fuck Yeah, yeah. But even so, it was one of those ones where he was hitting it back across where it came and he was always likely probably to end up in the back of the net and really frustrating me after, what, 48 seconds, something like that, I think it was. Yeah. (laughs) Not good at all. Quite incredibly, our only shot on target of the game was scored. (laughs) And tell you what, it was a difficult shot to score from as well. I think it's fair to say. It was a nice finish, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah. Uh, good counter-attack. So Armour find Patrick. He, in turn, played the ball wide left on Matoy. toy. He did a well told off his man. And then I think he got a little bit lucky with the back, I think it's fair to say it wasn't really played to anyone. and I mean, he didn't have much up there with him, yeah. in fairness. But he was a little bit of an aimless ball. Um, and he was lucky that Windsor was alert enough, because it was behind Shane Silver to come in. And, and tell you what, like, like you said... A really calm finish because a lot of players would just lever that ball, wouldn't they, and just put it over the bar. Yeah, yeah. But you hit it nice and hard. You sort of put it with placed it with pace, didn't yeah. he? You know, re- re- really good to good finisher crowd of players. And I, I was going to say nice to see the shit house celebrations were in front of the away fans. But I thought, I me mean, part of me thinking, oh, do you really want to be doing that yeah, this we're, early we're, in this we're, game?
1: We're, we're not that good, are we? We're not no, that
0: you, good. You, you know, if, you, if you're making it three-one or something, fair enough. But you know, no, shouldn't be doing that then. I mean. All really we had to do at that point then was hold on until half-time and couldn't even manage that, could we? He <laughs> was no. one of those ones that attack down the uh, Port Vale left. I mean, Riley wasn't really a fault in this one. Devine really doesn't track his runner very well at all. He gets into the box, plays it back to Wilson. It, it, it's a a good strike, to be fair, but I mean, uh, should Howard be holding on to that maybe? Mm. It's one of those ones I look at and I think it's so well it, hit. It was,
1: it, it was maybe put off as well by... The Port Vale man who was just stood there like doing yeah. nothing as well. That's the thing, he was doing you know. nothing
0: so he wasn't interfering with play. If you look back at it, he's not blocking his view. He's not interfering with play. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's no offside there. there. <laughs> He was just there. And um, mm. and yeah, probably Simeon and Feeney both slid in the block, the the shot, and were both on the floor. And Wilson, really quick and alert to be fair, and just hammered the ball into the net from the loose ball. Yeah. I mean, to get that just before half-time just killed any confidence in the team, didn't it? And the second half was... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could have had three or four, really, if, if we're being honest. I mean, Howard made two or three really good saves. And then, I mean, we're going to have to. I've said put it here, less said about this goal, the better. But we've got to talk about David Amu's goal. I mean, I really feel for Joe Riley on this one because, you know, no, no one intentionally goes out to go and cock up like that, do they? And he's just no. trying to keep the ball moving. Instead of, you know, give away position, he's trying to play it back to defender instead he actually plays it straight to a move he's in on goal and puts it through Howard's legs to make it free and at that point mm. game over really wasn't it I mean that, yeah. to one it's loads around us left at that point I probably would have done myself but I was driving back anyway so it didn't really make much difference Um yeah I mean just overall Dan your thoughts on this game go I mean when you saw the line up what was your first thought when you saw it before this game
1: My first thoughts were, ooh, that's interesting. And I thought, it's one of Riley, Divine or Whelan at right back and the other two of those three in the middle with a very attacking foursome. Yeah. And I was thinking... Then I got a text off someone when I was walking down saying, uh, from the warm-ups, it looks like Riley's going to be at right back. Mm. He must have been doing drills or something. And... Then I thought, hmm, Whelan and Divine. See, the problem for Divine, his last game was New Year's Day against yeah. Scunthorpe, where he played eleven minutes. Yeah. Prior to that was Stevenage, you know. So he, he hasn't had much football. He's. It's not his fault. We don't no, have no. reserve games. We don't have bounce games much, you know, and it's very, very hard. Speak to any pro, and they'll tell you to come in after. Five and a half weeks of no football and be expected mm. to run a midfield, is bloody hard, you know. And I mean, I, I don't think he was terrible, but he, you know, he was—he he wasn't pa- looked off the pace. Yeah, he looked know. off the pace, but he's going to be because he's not yeah. played. And the problem with Whelan in midfield is he is—he's very defensive-minded when he plays. It. He slows the play so down it's, so much. It's—it's it's okay in certain situations. Mm. But I would think home games where you're looking to try and pick points up maybe not
0: it, it's a difficult one because I mean to be fair I put my hands up here I said I thought we needed to have Riley playing at right back last week yeah me, me too because we,
1: we've seen him play there and he can get up and down the line you yeah. know and he's got an engine on him but
0: but but that was on the basis that Jamie Devitt would start alongside Wheeler yeah. in midfield so you'd have someone who break a play a little bit and someone to drive mm. us forward a bit more yes yeah. As he was, yeah, Divine, and then Divine's not that kind of player, really. And and it, and like, it, was,
1: it was interesting to note when Devitt came on, he was instantly screaming for the ball.
0: Yes. Give me the ball. It, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Watch, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Non stop. Well. He, he takes one touch, gets it out of his feet, plays a pass. He's got his head yeah, up looking for a pass, Jerry. And he, and he yeah, can yeah, get it, the ball and he can turn on it quickly to create space. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And he, he's looking and he's hitting cross field balls,
1: changing yeah. the direction of play. Yeah. Or oh, he's, he's 1 2, you know. And, yeah. It just,
0: it we, did pick up a little bit when Devitt came on. But then we're still with Wheeling. The problem is, I, I, I counted quite a few times. He was taking four or five touches on the ball in midfield. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. you've got to have one or two and they get the ball away. Get, get the ball moving. Yeah. It slowed it down so much and you could hear the crowd really getting agitated. The amount. I don't mind us playing it back into defence a little bit as well, you know, and keep keeping the ball moving and recycling it. But if you're doing it every single time, it starts to become a real problem. Especially then mm. you launch it mm. forward and it just comes straight back anyway. It it wasn't. I mean, as you touched on there, Dan actually as well, a very attack mind in terms of wingers and forwards and. Well, it, we, we we didn't know who was going to start wide. We knew
1: no. Patrick would, but we're like, and then I thought, I'm sure I read that Windsor can, like most most young kids can these days, they can play all yeah. across the front but line. We did. So we Windsor. did wonder if
0: maybe Ometo would be used there, but he wasn't. He was yeah. Don Vidal. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Two very attack-minded wingers, and they left the fullbacks quite exposed. We're go- we're going to talk about how poor the two fullbacks were in terms of their performances, but at the same time, you've got to allow for the fact that actually they didn't get much protection at all from their, their wingers. And, and I'm yeah. speaking here from the fact that Windsor was probably man of the match for us, to be fair. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, let, let's let's talk about Joe Riley then. I mean, I, I really do feel for that because he's been waiting for the chance to actually get staffed for so long. Comes in a right back, and then when you make a mistake like that early on, that's that's going to hit you, especially a lad like him who you know, plays with his heart on his sleeve and really works so hard for the team. I mean, the second, I mean, the, the third goal as well. You could see, straight, he looked devastated because he knew he'd basically cost us a chance of a point there. And, yeah. and it was actually, and, and someone pointed out, this, it was quite disappointing. It took a while for the players to click onto this. And this is where you need a strong captain and things like that. So you need to be getting back there and, you know, grabbing and saying, come on, let's get on with it. We've still got a chance to maybe get back into this. It's not impossible. But like it, it took a while for players to actually come back. and I think it was Jamie Devitt actually might have been the first one to go back to him. You know that, That's something you want to see. And I know Whelan was captain for this game, but I'd be quite tempted on Saturday if Devitt starts to make him captain because he's been captain before when he was here first time. I know he's only just come back, but I just feel like he's the kind of player who could really lift the players in that way. Um, but yeah, would you agree? Maybe on Saturday, stick Wheeling back to right-back and put... Riley into midfield maybe uh, there's that option or
1: one which is a bit no, it is at left field you could also look
0: at Armour playing at right yeah, back yeah we said that before man. and
1: bringing uh, Roberts at uh, left back you know yeah
0: well, well I mean let, let's step a little bit ahead I, I had new lads next but actually let's go talk about Armour for me at the moment he's got to be backwards of his performances I know Worrell is a very very good player we, we know that at this level he's got a brilliant delivery on him and he, he can be a tricky player but at times it was like they were playing different sports. It was it was a little bit, I don't know. There, there was one time in particular where he was trying to almost shepherd the ball out. And he had a control of it and still had, somehow managed to let Worrell get around him. And and actually Worrell was sometimes beaten into aerial balls. And Worrell's not a big lad. It's one of the, he looks like a player again. He's not playing with much confidence at the moment. I do wonder, in comparison of the way that Mella stepped up his game when Senior came in, not really seen that from Armour yet over the first two games so I do wonder if maybe you give Roberts a run and maybe you're right maybe you, you switch Armour to, to right back just to put someone a bit more solid there rather than you know who is actually a full fullback full time mm. that is a possible option I don't know whether Millen's aware of that I mean Skelton will be obviously because he, he yeah. was coach at that time so I wonder if it's one of those things that gets suggested but Again, it, it promise if he does that, it looks like we're just throwing plays in here, there and everywhere, aren't we? Yeah, just trying yeah. to find a solution. And there's only so long you can do that for before it starts to look a bit like you don't actually know what you're doing. Who, who'd it? be a manager huh? Eh? Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about the new lads. Um, very, great, very decent debut from Windsor. I, I like how he looks after the ball. He looks yeah. in control of it when he gets it. He looks like he technically is a very good footballer. He looked
1: a level above Brad Young, which is the obvious comparison point,
0: isn't it? I mean, I'd argue he looks a level above him. At all. <laughs> Quite a few levels above, actually, of yeah. what I've seen so far. I mean, I sadly. I my but, cats do, never mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him again in a minute. But yeah, he looks useful, and I, you know what, I, I think he'll be, be a decent player for us. We, we originally thought he was going to be a squad player, but actually, to be honest, he looks like a lot. he's going to end up starting most of the remaining games if he plays like <laughs> yeah. that. Might have no choice. Um, Toby Shisilva? Mm. (sighs) I I, I don't want to judge a player on just one game. No,
1: no. Very very average.
0: You could argue he didn't
1: really play to any of his supposed strengths.
0: But I mean, to be honest, what I'd say is he he didn't look great sometimes when he had got the ball and stuff like that. But actually, what service did he get? Pretty much none. He he did not really get any decent balls into him. You know, he didn't have players around him to support him either. Give him a little bit of time to settle first, is yeah, what I'd yeah. say. And I know people might turn and say, well, you wouldn't really give on the toy time to settle. We said he played well after the first game and it was only three or four games. in we were like, okay, maybe he's, he's not quite the player. Games now. Yeah, and he's, he's not, not, not had a shot on target yet. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think give give him a little bit more time. I mean, Dennis, you Yeah, definitely, definitely, Dennis, you couldn't really judge. I think he touched it De- twice, De- De- maybe. Dennis
1: is one who he hasn't played that much football recently, mm. which is what Keith Millen sort of uh, mentioned in his
0: Pre but, but we're at the point now where we might just have to start him <laughs> because we yeah, just yeah. need something in there. Well,
1: it, it, it was interesting that he mentioned that he's the sort of player who knows how to manage his game because of his experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. it wouldn't be a surprise if Dennis started and then you maybe saw Alexander or someone come on 65 yeah. 70 minutes. Yep,
0: yeah. um, and obviously, in terms of a new boy, you've still not seen Robert yet, but I mean, he's not really new, but Devitt just exactly what we expect, isn't it? Just frustrating yes, straight yeah. that he was constantly having to come so deep to get the ball. That was, yeah, that was yeah. the thing that really annoyed you. And that's where you maybe look at formations, which we'll, we'll talk about in the, in the, the preview section. Um, yeah, i I know he, he got an assist. I think he was a little bit lucky with that, but I mean, it just didn't do anything for me and I don't get why he's persisting with him. I really don't understand it. I think you'd have been better sticking Alessandra up there with, with Shasilva. Yeah, yeah. to link with
1: Alexandra's got the uh, the guile and the experience, hasn't
0: he? I, I just don't see what Amatoy really brings. I mean, does he doesn't look entirely in control of the ball when it comes to him and stuff like that? Comparison Windsor looks totally in control of it. He looks like mm-hmm. when the ball comes, to it, it's going to stick. But I don't see that.
1: Based on what we've seen so far, if you were offered a choice of Windsor, Amatoy or Brad Young. Windsor wins off the back of one game for me. Yeah, Windsor
0: wins off the back of one game. Young probably second and a distance third on the tire. from what I've seen so <laughs> yeah. far, I'm afraid. That's yeah. just the way I see it. Um, positives? Oh, well, um, not really any, but I mean, Devitt, as we said, looked lively.
1: Um, there wasn't much traffic on Warwick Road after the game, so they no, no go got a- off a mate and got away well. Got away very quickly. That was a, that
0: was a positive. Simiu, slightly better, but even then. I yeah.
1: thought Feeney made a couple of good blocks
0: during the game. Yeah, I mean, the centre-backs didn't do too bad, but I mean, just... Uh, yeah. All around, we just look we just look weak and we just don't look a good team. Yeah. Um, let's move on to one more talking point before we go to the previous section, Dan, and that's the manager himself, Keith Millen. Surely his job's under threat now. On the rim of results. Will, two points out of 18. S- yeah, it was... I mean...
1: I think what's buying him time is the window. He's only just got his players that's come in and you've got to give them a couple of games. But I mean, on the flip side
0: We haven't got time, that's a thing. We, <laughs> we haven't got much no. time, you know.
1: No. So it's it's a it's
0: a balancing act. The team below teams below is a suddenly getting a little bit of a search, you know? It's mm. I mean, yeah, Scunthorpe Walsall are a terrible side, but Walsall. No. Oof. I mean they're dropping like so, but they're still ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and they've they've now stacked their managing obviously what someone will mention in the X Files section into take over as a caretaker for now. Um and yeah, and hold them obviously the the uh continues, doesn't it? It's it's
1: <laughs> we, all, we all know what his team talk will be win will yeah. be. Win yeah. or don't yeah. come back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Win or you'll be leaving this uh <laughs> this this dressing room in, in bits. Literally yeah. in bits. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you look back at like, that, three wins in a row now, That it, it just looks like a, a very fortunate set of fixtures that landed for us, including two teams that were very poor and one of those is only, was only at the start of their rebuild. And the other, the third one was against a team that just had a rotten afternoon in terms of performance and we not really performing as well as they should be this season. As soon as we played anyone half decent, crawling Hartlepool, we did not deserve really to win either of those games. Could have comfortably lost both of them, and then then you'd be looking at zero points out of a possible eighteen. Mm. We, it, I just um if we lose on Saturday to Colchester, bear in mind Colchester team around us, you know, potential relegation rival, and a team we've picked up a little bit yeah, recently. All, all them could get a result on Saturday, which would put them two points behind. If that happened, D Sack Millen, it's certainly a question that'll be discussed. If the performance is not great for a start, I think it would have to. I, but personally, I mean, I'll be it, honest. With you, I probably would have sacked him after Tuesday night. That's I
1: think I think we'll line up. Don't think we'll play four four two anyway.
0: No, I think we'll change. we we'll, 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 He's, we'll change, he's we'll. alluded to that in his post match. But the fact that he's taken him this long to realize that they're <coughs> getting dominated midfield in those yeah. games. I think I think he'll be four
1: three three, but you know.
0: I just, I'm, my worry is as well. He'll try and play Obatoi down the middle <laughs> again. That, that that worries me as much as anything. For me, at the very least, right now, the directors should be sounding out someone potentially to take over in the next week or two. That
1: that would in that would involve having a proactive director of football and boardroom. Well, though, no, so. this is the
0: thing though. This is the thing though. If, if Millen gets sacked, then Holzer should be sacked as well. Because well, it's his, his appointment and it's been a complete failure. Yeah. That's that's the way it should be approached, they should say. And I'm, I've heard hints that they've basically told Holdsworth, if Milan doesn't work out, you're on your ass as well. Yeah. That, that's what it you should do. It was
1: interesting to see the Walsall Trust basically mm. giving a vote of no confidence in their director of football over the manager being sacked and the performances and the state of their club. Yeah. So we're not the only club who uh
0: all, let's see. Exactly, do it all at sea. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean, personally, like I said, I I, I would be, I think the directors should be really seriously looking at someone potentially to come in and do a firefighting job to the end of the season. There's an obvious name, I think everybody knows who that is, someone who's a popular figure with most fans, I think it's fair to say, not all. Um, Paul Simpson, obviously, is the name I'm thinking of, you know, potentially just save if, apo- if he apologises on the <laughs> front page of the Cumberland News, I may allow it. <laughs> you may allow it. Um, But, but seriously, though, I mean, if he gets to the point where you have to sack him, don't don't piss about for two weeks trying to find a replacement. <sighs> have someone lined up, get them yeah. in and tell them, you just keep us up until the end of the season. And someone like Simpson yeah. would, would get a bit more support from the fans as well. I think that's that, that would be good a
1: good. As a short-term option and also keeping his hand in the game type thing, Yeah, there's plenty yeah. worse you could have, isn't it?
0: Even potentially bringing Danny Gridge to do some coaching with him as well and potentially you could look at him full-time next season maybe. Mm. Something like that. I mean, whether Granger would want to come back while Holdsworth still there, I don't know, because by all accounts, they didn't get on. But um, but if Millen's gone, you'd like to think Holdsworth would be gone. Yeah, that's, that's the way you look at it, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, like some of the issues I've picked out here in terms of Millen, I mean, tactical decisions seem quite basic. He, he sticks rigidly to this four-four-two, And, you know, his excuse for not playing Riley midfield is, oh, I need some people who are going to be there, you know, win headers and win stuff like that. What's the point of winning the headers if you're just giving the ball away every single time? You've got two lumps in there who are not keeping all the ball. Mm. There's no point. You might as well have, if Riley's a busy player. He can get in there. He can win his tackles. If he doesn't win his headers, so what? If we get the ball down to him, we're much more likely to keep the ball with Riley in midfield and and push forward than we are with Whelan or even Devine in there. He, I mean, Mellish arguably can drive it forward, but he probably can't pass it as well as Riley, it's fair to say. Something like that. It's... That, that's that's one I've never quite got, but obviously it looks like that's going to be resolved by going to free in midfield. Um, I mean, breaking up that defence that was doing so well, that just looks a criminally poor decision now. It really just looks baffling why you would do that mm. after just one game where that happened. Um, Simu should have had to fight for his place in the team, simple as that for me. Um, yeah. Signings generally so far, not really set the world on fire in many of them, have they? It's fair to say. How many of them are his signings? Well, that's the thing. We've heard of some reports that he'd be potentially not... <laughs> well, In fact, we've even seen hasn't he, from himself? He's admitting himself on something. Well, Simu, Simu
1: was. Simu was. Yeah. yeah um, he'll have known about Toy, but that's... We know Patrick wasn't. We know Senior wasn't. So so so... It's not the greatest of lists, is it? Simu and Omotoy. Yeah.
0: So the big question is how long do you persist with him? And I, to, like I said, to be mm. honest, I probably would have just said after the game the other night, I would have said thanks but no thanks and I would have moved on and got some. I, I would give him a little longer because my worry is we've got Colchester Week and we lose to them then obviously that's a team around us pulling away and potentially the others pulling up and like I said the next game is Swindon and that, pff, I don't fancy our chances against Swindon at the moment we'd need to see a big turnaround of Fortune but who knows might happen might happen right that's enough for the preview section then uh, sorry the review section even done um, let's move on then to the uh, second half of the show where we're going to be re- previewing the Colchester game Just a quick reminder for everyone you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a review wherever you get your good podcasts so that could be Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts Spotify Acast anywhere like that just click subscribe every time a new episode comes out it'll come automatically into your little inbox on your podcast app so save you the hassle of going to the website and trying to find it Um as well you can follow us on social media at Brunton Bugle on Twitter we're on Facebook just search for the Brunton Bugle and click like uh, we're also on the Be Just and Fair Facebook group we're always posting on there me, Dan and Mike Um we're also obviously on the Cumberland's.net message boards you can find us there and if you if you want to do the, the old-fashioned way just send an email to bruntonbugle at gmail.com uh, As ever, the second half of the show this season is being sponsored by the Cal United Sports Club London branch The London branch is open to all Cal United fans They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore and of course every part of London and the South East they regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events and sports games and do fundraising for the club. They'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the previous action of the Season 2. You can find out more about London Branch at their website, LondonBranch.org. And this week's pub, uh, which Simon Clarkson as ever, has kindly provided to me uh, for the Colchester away game, is the Bricklayer's Arms, which is on Burgholtz Road, Mile End, Colchester, co Four five eight, eight. I'm not sure how close that actually is to the ground because the ground is a long way from the town centre if you've ever been to uh, Colchester. So, uh, yeah, just search that up in Google Maps and work out how to get to the ground. Okay, so we've got no behind Emily Lions again this week. I mean, the, the problem this week was I've been away, basically, and I've only been back since pretty much yesterday afternoon, so um, not really had a chance to organise that many any Colchester fans. Hopefully, I'll get it to do with Swindon from the one we did earlier this season because I think it's fair to say I don't think either has expected them to do as well as they had done. Especially after we beat them as well. Yeah, back yeah, back definitely. Back, back to the yeah. we beat them. That's ridiculous, isn't it? But there you yeah. Uh, yep, yeah, so uh, referee for this weekend's game against Colchester is Lee Swabe Swabby. Swaby? I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, it's his seventh season Swabie. as an e- yeah. Seventh season at EFL referee, taking charge of 20 games this season, handing out 48 yellows and two red cards. Last took charge of a United game for the 0-0 draw at Newport County towards the end of last season, where Mellish and Alessandro were booked in that game. Um, we played them 54 times in our history. I think that's more than we've played Port Vale. which is crazy when you think about it. <laughs> You'd think we'd have played Port Vale a lot more. Um... Uh, 19 wins to us 12 draws and 23 wins to Colchester. they're a little bit ahead in terms of the head-to-heads last season they finished 20th in League 2 right now they're 20th in League (laughs) 2 on 30 30 points from 29 games that puts them two positions and three points ahead of United having played the same number of games their manager is a familiar face to their fans uh, because it's his 3rd temporary spell as boss at the community stadium. It's Wayne Brown um, appointed in January 2022 to replace Hayden Mullins, who was um, sacked from his... A... I don't know what the expectation is at Colchester at the moment because I know they signed a lot of experienced players from Ipswich and others last summer but you look at their squad they shouldn't really be challenging much higher than low and mid-table, should they, you'd think. It's a tough and one. There was whispers
1: on Twitter that they'd lost the dressing room. Yeah, that makes sense. And given that they lost seven out of eight in all competitions with only one draw. Yeah. Something wasn't right. You know, Walsall hammered them three 0
0: Yeah, and the thing is as well, they last season their good run of form under him was basically when Paul Tisdale was there, wasn't it, helping out. So you do wonder if yeah, that yeah. was probably be part of the reason why. Yeah. Um so yeah, they've gone back to Brown. Um, he played most of his career, Ipswich, had uh spells it, Colchester and a few other clubs. Um he's had quite a few coaching roles there hasn't he I think down the years under 23s under 18s coach Yeah. but he's, he's yeah. actually been manager of non-league side at Malden and Tiptree I think was he part of that was he their manager when they went on that FA Cup run to the first round I was possibly? just
1: going I was just going to ask that question I
0: have a feeling he was Can't I'm sure managing. I did this last season I said about that so, you know he's had a bit of success at non-league level and he's basically given the interim role I don't think there's been any sort of like you're only in charge for the next five games, something that the base just told you, in charge for the foreseeable future, I think is what they've said to him. Um, Not a great result midweek for them, though. They uh, suffered a 2-1 defeat to high-flying Mansfield Town. Two goals in the 90th minute in this game. Um, Alan Judge scored the used goal in this game. Another spectacular goal for him. He scored a great goal for them the other day in another game. Um, But yeah, not a great result, I think it's fair to say. Um, Looking at their squad, Dan... Yeah. They have used an
1: incredible amount of players this season. I've just counted up there. They have named 41 different players on a team sheet this season. Blimey. They do have a even lot of young players. Us.
0: They have a lot of young players in their squad. Yeah, I think yeah. They always have done. But they also have a lot of players in Ipswich, either on loan or having previously played them. I think they might even be yeah, able to name there's... a full 11 of ex Ipswich or on loan Ipswich players right now. It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, for you That know, is. It is Go on, sorry. You look,
1: there's there's some good names there. Sears, Akinde, mm. Cole, Scoose. You know, these are players. Tommy Smith. These are Alan Judge. These are players who, who know what they're
0: doing. You know, yeah. or Luke Chambers. Tommy. I mean, there is bags of experience. There, yeah, but yeah. It, it does. I suppose it goes to show it's not always about experience, is it? You do need a bit of, a bit yeah, more in there true. sometimes. Um, obviously the ex Blues connection there. Shamal George. I don't know if he's back from suspension for this game. He was suspended, wasn't he, for an off-the-wall incident a red card that he picked up a couple of weeks ago, I seem to remember. I remember doing that in the X-Files at the very least, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's a difficult one to judge, isn't it? Because like you said, that someone like Johnny Kinday he's, he's a decent goal scorer, although a lot of his goals do come from penalties. But Sears is the one who's getting a lot of goals in this season. He's still he's one of the top scorers in League Two, I seem to remember. He's got double figures I think he's into. So... I don't know. It, it's. I think they probably should be doing a little bit better than they are, but I do think they rely a little bit too heavily on that ex-Ipswich contingent in their team, I think. That's yeah, really part of the problem. Definitely. Part of the problem. They've also recently signed Sam Hornby on loan from Bradford City as well to offer extra cover in the goalkeeper position. Um, yeah, let's talk about United then, Dan. Um, oh, the injury list just keeps growing, doesn't it? Week by week, day mm. by day. Doesn't change. Does you know, it?
1: Mellor is is long term. Senior is probably the season. Diane McDonald will be a while. Mellish and Dickinson. I don't think they're long term. But not this weekend, I, I think, think, the think the impression was highly unlikely for this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Lo- long journey, etc. Yeah, not ideal. It's not I mean, worth it. No idea. I mean, I mean that's yeah. one, two, three, four, five. That's six senior players.
0: Yeah, and they are senior players as well. Players who. I yeah, good yeah. chance starting apart um. from, from maybe senior Yeah, very good. Um, but yeah, uh, Callum Guy, one of, one of those ones, isn't it? People be wanting out the team for a while, but then you watch on Tuesday night and you think Guy alongside Devitt in that midfield probably would have been quite handy, actually, <laughs> wouldn't it? Really, I yeah, yeah. think Word would have worked a bit better, but there you go. And also, you've got the lads out on loan, uh, Abrahams, Charters, Bell, Dixon, and Mampala. Um He's got to switch to four three three for this, surely.
1: I would think so.
0: What well, what lineup would you go with if you went with who, 4-3-3? Who, who that
1: midfield three would be? Uh, my lineup would be. I'm just finding it here because I put mine on the forum. Mm. I would go wheeling at right back. I said Armour, but you could easily put Roberts at left back. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Did I cut out there? No. 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 Did I? No. No? I thought I did. Uh, no, um, Whelan at right back, Armour or Roberts at left back. You could make a case for both. Mm-hmm. We've only got Finu and. That's uh, Finu, Feeney and Simu in the yeah. middle. Uh, my midfield three would be Riley, Devitt and Charters.
0: Okay. You'd call Charters? I, I would
1: be called Charters and play him. Is he definitely available? Because it might be just over
0: not hundred percent. No, I'm. I'm
1: sure it's the day before or something. Is, yeah, okay. His his runs out. Uh-huh. I would, I would then pick Gibson, Dennis, and Patrick. Okay. As the
0: things. three. Yeah. yeah, and then the subs just pick who you want. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe, maybe a little bit harsh on. Win- maybe a little bit harsh on Windsor. Uh-huh. And g- given that Dennis maybe isn't a hundred percent, you could maybe say Windsor for Dennis and.
0: Bring Dennis yeah. on, but possibly that maybe not the yeah. worst idea in the world. Um I, I, I generally agree with you. I think I'd maybe put I'm, I, I think I'd put Robert in from the start for Armour. I think Armour just needs a little bit of a break, maybe. Um but yeah, I put Wheeler right back in the midfield free. Riley, Devitt. whether I'd put Chatter straight in, I don't know. I maybe I'd stick with Divine, maybe just to offer a bit more. I just think free in there just makes a difference even if the personal is not that great I think having three in there to actually win the ball it's, it's
1: alright saying stick with Divine, but you mm. could you could argue that
0: he didn't show enough to want in. but then who else have heart, we got but... <laughs> who else have we got to play there yeah. that's the problem isn't it if mean, you look at the team there's... Charters <laughs> Charles is the only one but again um, yes I think that's what I'd look at and then front three wise I think I'd agree i definitely get Gibson in there I'm dropping Gibson again was a very weird decision I didn't really grasp that to be honest with you um and then like I said, I'd, i think I'd agree that I'd put Dennis in from the start and I'd put i between Patrick and, and Windsor for the other position on the wing, basically. So see how that goes. And like I said, the sub what's oh, about five or six strikers on there or something like that. Isn't it? It's ridiculous how unbalanced we are now. Um and that's it. Sorry,
1: no, I, I sorry, I, I said Windsor and Gibson Did on you? wide. Oh, well there you go. And so bring Patrick. Patrick yeah, sorry. And Patrick from the bench for whoever's okay. Playing worst out of them two with half an hour to go because Fair enough. He does have pace at a tired in
0: defence, sorry, yeah. No, no, that's fair enough. Um yeah. right, well let's see predictions then. Uh Dan, what's yours? God, <sighs> oh, this is the hardest one of the
1: season. I'm gonna go for a one all draw. Okay. With a goal from Dennis, whether he starts or comes from the bench.
0: Okay. Um I'm gonna do Mike's first and then I'll do mine. I'm going
1: to go for a 1-0 win with Show Silva getting our goal.
0: Oh, that was nice and efficient. <laughs> a bit more there, but there yeah. you go. He's going for a 1-0. No he, messing about he's there. He's Toby there. Oh, do I want to be the person who predicts a defeat for this game? No, I don't. I'm going to go 1-1. One, <laughs> one, one, one draw, Devitt to score. There you go. I reckon Devitt will get a free kick and, and yeah. get our get an equaliser later on, maybe. Um, there you go. Um... Okay, Dan, in a sec, we'll be doing the uh, X-Files roundup. But first up, Mike has sent us in a question again this week because um, the, the X-Files is quite a long section this week, actually. Quite a lot happened, is not it? bit, yeah. yeah. So we'll ask Mike's question now and it gives us a chance to think about it and then afterwards we'll, we'll try and come for answers. Here's Mike's question.
1: In 2008, we lost 5-0 against Colchester in what proved to be one of John Ward's final games managing the club. What was our back five so... Four defenders, one goalkeeper, and I'll
0: accept three as a pass mark oh that's very harsh that, isn't
1: it oh seven 08.
0: No, it'd be 08, or eight be oh eight oh nine was it oh eight or nine i've got mm-hmm. i've got some ideas here in my breakup yeah i' have got one or two yeah
1: i've got one or two
0: ideas okay well let first up then let, let's let's um, let's do the x file section Dan. and as we already said eh, quite a busy one this week isn't it
1: Yeah, uh, let me just get the list up. Goals and cards everywhere. Uh, Often is when it's a a double, midweek and uh,
0: Saturday. We'll cover Saturday first.
1: Yeah, Uh, Macaulay Gillespie scored the opening goal in Plymouth's 2-1 extra time defeat to European champions Chelsea in the FA Cup fourth round.
0: So unlucky, weren't they?
1: Plymouth played well in this, so I saw a little bit of it. They deserved the draw sort of thing.
0: Well, they missed a penalty lay on as well, didn't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. Frustrating but Yeah. Uh Callum Higginbottom scored a penalty for Kelty Hart, 4 0 win over Elgin in their mm. march to the next division. Yep. Uh Richie Bennett scored for Sutton in a one-all draw with Bristol Rovers. Uh Gary Medine scored in Blackpool's 3-1 win over Bristol City, whose goal was scored by Naki Wells. Uh-huh. So that's a, a double. Another double uh,
0: no. another,
1: another <laughs> double. Cole Stockton missed a penalty for Morecambe against Bolton former academy keeper James Trafford saving it, but then made up for it by scoring a couple of minutes later. This was a game game that was delayed due to apparent racial abuse
0: or something, which uh, never good to hear about. Well, wasn't um, Bolton's equaliser in something like the 115th minute or something Yeah, it was
1: somewhat ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey Evans scored a... That's a a rare goal, isn't it? He's not a... In Sunderland's 2 1 defeat at Doncaster it looks like Sunderland have hit the rocks again. Yeah, uh, Paddy Madden, a regular, scored the winner. Narrow 1 0 win for Stockport yeah. over Dover because Dover are really, really they're just they've not won, have they? Good. They've not won no, this season, have no. they? No, oh, so they've, they've obviously they. struggled there. And then, uh, one yes. we mentioned last time, Josh Galloway scored for FC United of Manchester in a 2 0 win over Witton Albion,
0: and I was yeah. there. Yeah, oh, is that the game? were there. Because obviously, um, we didn't actually cover this uh, earlier in the episode, but basically, because the Rochdale game was called off, um, me and John McGee and uh, and John's mate, uh, Chris, I think it was. Sorry, I've forgotten you in there, Chris, for a second. <laughs> um, we, 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 we basically, we were drinking in the centre of Manchester and we got the news of the pitch inspection at Corpus. Once so we're like, we'll hold off on going to Rochdale for now and we'll just stay here. Yeah. Then it was delayed till two, because our original backup plan was Ultronum against Woking. Because there's some nice bars in Altrinum before I we'll go down there and watch that game, National League level. But then, it, obviously, when it dragged out to two o'clock, there was no way we were going to get to Altrinum in time for that game. So we all piled in a taxi, went all the way up to um, to FC United. It's like, in, is it Mots, Motspur or something like that? I can't remember exactly where yeah, it is in yeah. there. In North Manchester, basically. Um, it's actually not too far from Rochdale on the map. No, no, it's not. And, 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 and there's a couple of other blues there. Martin Howarth, who's a listener as well. He was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He was um, n- nice little setup they've got there, you know. It's a really nice little tidy ground for, the, for, for what they're getting. 1,700 fans there as well for Northern Premier League levels. Incredible, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's better than yeah. Salford are getting for some of their well, league games. Salford so, so, so had. 1100 against us, uh, yeah. That sounds all you need yeah. to know, but yeah, no, it did uh, cracking little finish as well. Good little touch, and he was man mm. of the match as well. And you know what? If he's being released by Leeds at the end of the season, I think we could do worse than at least giving him a trial in the summer if he was interested having have another look in him. My,
1: my thing against that is he went to battle on trial, and
0: they soon cast him off. Possibly, but maybe getting a bit of game time to belt might help. You never know with maybe. these things, sometimes listening. But yeah, I, I get what you mean there anyway. But anyway, let's move on to the midweek ones. Midweek,
1: uh, Gadim and Dean scored another. Blackpool's one-all draw with Coventry. Uh, Tom Lawrence, quite a regular feature, scored Derby in a brilliant 3-1 win over Hull. Yeah. It'd be some some effort if they somehow stopped up. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. I suspect uh, they probably
0: still go down because of the financial errors. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
1: John O'Sullivan scored in uh, Accrington's 2-0 win, we haven't heard his name for a while, no. Josh Coyote scored the winner for Rotherham 1-0 at Wimbledon, that's his first league goal for them I think isn't I it, I think it is yeah, yeah, yeah. well done to Josh, uh, Adam Campbell scored in Gateshead's 3-0 win which we've already mentioned because Taylor Charter's has also scored David mm-hmm. uh, a move scored against us uh, moving on, <laughs> James DeVernia scored a penalty for Rangers in the 2-0 win over Hibs now, the other section is quite full this week, isn't oh, it? Yeah, it's uh, bit it's bit interesting. In Russell Penn, who didn't really play many games for us, he only lasted one, half a season. One game I think he played, remember, yeah. Came within minutes, he's, he's Kidderminster manager now, for those who don't know. And uh, they were denied by an equaliser at the end of normal time, then a winner in injury time of extra time against so West unlucky. Ham. And so unlucky. West Ham were terrible. Kidderminster... Yeah. Kidderminster Deserved a replay sort of thing mm, from this game. Definitely. Uh Nothing. One one we missed last week, uh, yeah. Matt Jansen has left his role as manager at Stockport Town to rejoin Stockport County in a sort of recruitment player liaison role, which was similar to what he was doing, wasn't it? I, yeah. I do similar. believe Stockport owners also have a bit of a say in Stockport Town, if I've read that yeah, right somewhere. Yeah, So, yeah. Uh, Jared Branthwaite came on as a first half sub the other night in Everton's 3-1 defeat to Newcastle Uh, Yeti Mina got injured so he he came off the bench Uh, Joe White who was another ex-academy player plucked by Newcastle, saw he went on loan to Hartlepool, he made his first team debut in Hartlepool's defeat at Palace in the Cup Mm. Uh, Gavin Riley has been named Championship Player of the Month for January in Scotland which not a surprise because we've mentioned him a couple of times we recently, have, yeah. haven't we? So, Explained really so, well. Yeah, and uh, he is one as we mentioned. Walsall no, have a, a caretaker manager. No smurf suits needed. It's Neil MacDonald. Mm. Mm. That's a joke that only some people will get. Yes, indeed. So,
0: it's uh, interesting, though, isn't it? That potentially the three teams around us are going to be managed by two ex-Carlisle managers and a man who allegedly was very close to getting the Carlisle manager job earlier this season. So, yeah. yeah. Be sods law if they just happen to be the ones to send us down, wouldn't it? Um yeah. there you go. I think that's it. Covered pretty much done, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've uh, yeah. run for everything this week. Um big game this weekend, isn't it? Just Massive. huge, huge. And you know, I know Keithman has been uh pains to say we're not in real relegation battle or not talk about six pointers. This is a six pointer for me. You've you've got to get something from this game. Very yeah.
1: Nice game. And it's probably good that we uh we saw Colchester get beat off Mansfield after a, mm. a good little run. Yeah,
0: that's that, that's a positive take, I suppose. But I mean, Mansfield are going to beat most teams in the run, and I think they yeah. they've been excellent. Um, well, there you go. So, uh, thanks once again to our sponsors, London Branch. Uh, next episode, uh, we'll, we'll just be sometime next week. We'll be covering the uh, the Swindon game, no doubt, talking about our old mate Harry. Yeah, what he's up to. Can't wait to, for that one. Quiz question. <laughs> Go on. Oh, quiz question, yes. Yeah, so he wants sorry.
1: the keeper and the four defenders from yes.
0: the 5-0 defeat. Keeper well, keeper must be Ben Williams, mustn't it? Tim Krill came in after that, I'm sure he did. Was that the season where we had two or three on loan? We had Krull and and um, someone else came in as well. Ben, ben Alnwick, but I don't know ben when Anik. he came in. Ben, Anik, ben, a- no, ben No, Ben Amos was a couple of years later, wasn't he? Yeah. Sorry? It's either Ben Anik or Ben Williams, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Should we go with Ben Anik? Let's go with Ben Anik.
1: Yeah, I would say Livesey was still in the team at this time. Yes. Was did we have? Was Josh Gowling
0: in the team around well then? Did he play oh, his handful of poss- games?
1: Possibly, possibly. I was. i just for you said him. I was going to suggest David Raven because this is peak David Raven.
0: Yes. An round about them, It'd be right. and I right was
1: by. I was trying to think as well. There, there must be a curveball in this for for this question. That's yeah, the only reason he picked it, it. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a curveball. Uh, what years was Evan Horwood at the club? He would well, Evan, Evan
0: Horwood would be then because Arendale had left by this point, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Evan Horwood must be left back. So we go then. Yeah, should we go with Ben Annick? Raven, Livesey, Gowling and Harwood. Go on then. Yeah, yeah that. do so me. let's see what his answer is. And it was Ben
1: Anakin goal, oh, David yes. Raven right-back, Danny yes. Livesey and Josh yes. Gowling at centre-back and Darren Campion at left-back. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I Darren told you Campion. Was, I told you there was going to be there was that That's the reason he's picked that.
0: Yeah. Let's not, let's, not, let's not get into details about Darren Campion and his time at the club. Uh, <laughs> because it, it didn't end well, by all accounts. Um... He didn't make many appearance for his, No, that that much. 2-3, wasn't it, really? So that's quite a surprise one that he was in there. But there you go. Caught on by Darren bloody Campion of all people. There you go. I do remember Darren Campion came on
1: in the 3-0 at Millwall.
0: Yes, he did. Oh, that yeah. was his
1: first game for us
0: from memory. You've got to look back at that game. It's one of the most depressing I think. He, I think
1: he was brought on not long after the Livesey red card, which made yeah. the penalty in 2 nil.
0: That's got to be one of the most depressing games in our recent yeah, history. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's really the turning point you look where things went badly for us. That season, that is yeah. one of the few
1: times I've came out of the game absolutely fuming. Yeah. I was fuming that day. I actually went to see a little breakthrough band at the uh Astoria that's been knocked down at Tottenham Court Road oh, after that. Great game. You, great and the band I went to see was there were only little known then, the Cortinas.
0: Oh, there you go. They are
1: massive now. It was quite yeah. an early because uh the famous GAY night was on a Saturday, so mm. gigs had to be done at
0: nine, so they were yeah. ready for ten o'clock. <laughs> I remember those days. I've been I've been down to watch a few gigs there as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ash there a few times. Right, that'll do it, Dan. Thanks once again to our sponsors, as I said. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully good result of the weekend, but we'll have to wait and see. Cheers and up the blues.
1: Up the blues.